uh, have you or a loved one ever been out, like, you know, drinking and having a good time and drinking and drinking even more? And then, you know, you eat a hot dog from a hot dog stand that's outside because that feels like a great idea. Then you go in and party and then you throw up as you're leaving the club. No? No, that's never happened to me either. Anyway, if it has happened to you, you may be having a moderately mediocre Monday. Hello and welcome to the Moderately Mediocre Podcast, a show with a little bit of nonsense and knowledge starring your two favorite people that ever there was. Uh, we got we got me, Richard, and... Me, TJ. That, that's you. That's you, TJ. I am here. We're, uh, yeah, we, we didn't, we weren't here last time wow <laughs> fuck that wasn't very we're good we're really batting out a thousand here today yeah we were both running on about two percent of of whatever it is that we run on i don't know water oxygen spite life <laughs> but but we're here and we i I've, I've got a fun topic today that i think you'll you'll like tj i don't know the people listening might also would- like it i don't know I have a ridiculous topic. Ooh, I'm excited. It's not very long, but it's ridiculous. Okay. Mine is mine is kind of long, but I, I wrote out a script for this one, so it's it's confuddling, let's put it that way. So it's a little What the fuck does that even mean? I think it means kind of like confusing and muddling and kerfuckery, you know? Confuddling? Confuddling. Fud- I don't know if it's a real word or not, but uh Yeah. So that's the thing. Okay, well, how are you? Let's start this off. <laughs> I am good. I'm good. I uh, since since last time that I have talked to the good folk listening, I've gotten a new job, moving up in the corporate world. I won't talk about it too much right now, but uh, yeah, that's, so that's going to be fun. Aside from that, I have oh, I was in a commercial. That was fun. Oh my god, what? Yeah, I started in a, uh, a commercial for Envision St. John. Do you, have you ever heard oh, like cool. the, the Down by the Bay commercials? Where the watermelons grow? Yeah, it's that song, but it's like all about St. John. So uh, me and uh, my my old boss did a, a, little, a little ditty jingle for it in the bar. So that was fun. That's super cute. Wow. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. How can I see it? Um... I don't know, but I think they're going to send it around to me when it's done, so then I'll show you guys and maybe post it on the Discord link, who knows. But besides yeah. that, yeah, now I went out went out and had a bit of a party, and now I'm I'm not even hungover, to be entirely honest. I'm just dehydrated and low on life, so. <laughs> yeah, your energy bank is pretty De- limited. Depleted? Yeah, my, my social battery is just very low in general but that's that's all that's been going on with me how about you what's going on in your world yeah same um (laughs) i'll actually (laughs) yeah just just what you said um no i i actually there's a whole bunch there's a whole bunch of things that are going on in my life i um just well my i guess my master supervisor just submitted our paper to a journal so that happened on friday and that was sweet and cool and Mm -hmm. great and i'm super close to finishing my edit so that's another ginormous chunk of of physical mental energy and stress that i can hopefully put behind me at some point absolutely in the next week um and Hopefully the stressful stint at work is going to dwindle down. I feel, I feel entering into May because it's going to be May first. Um, enter into the InSync. It's gonna be May. Um, <laughs> is that era, Which is it? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, it's Backstreet Boys. No, it's InSync. I I genuinely don't know. This is me asking you. 
Fuck, now I don't know. I feel like it's Justin Timberlake. I'll look it up. In sync. It's gonna Anyways. be May. Um, yeah, so so welcome to May, everybody. And um, yeah, I right. am channeling some wholesome energy and some slow, slow hot girl farm era. We're going to sow some seeds. <laughs> hot girl farm yeah. era. Yeah, we're going to sow some seeds. All right. We're going to drink tea. And we're going to have um, uh, no large, stressful things this month, okay? You know what? I like the sounds of that. I... I'm i also going to do that. I'm going to have a hot girl farm May as well. Era. Yeah, let's have a hot girl farm May. Perfect. I'm, I need it. I think we all do. I need it. No, so um, good, good, yeah, good that's things though. Really yeah. Oh, I'm also going to be a vendor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Farmers market. Let's do a hot that plug for on, that. That starts on May 14th, which is Mother's Day, and um, yeah, it's at the Queen Square. Like, I don't know. It's just Queen Square, I guess. It's it's, it's the Queen field. Square market. In, it's, yeah, in but Queen like it's Square. In Queen Square. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uptown yeah, yeah. in St. John. So you can you so can come on by and find folks your dogs. <laughs> yeah, love dogs. Dogs are great. Dogs are great. Do you highly recommend? Yeah, tell them tell them what you're going to be uh, selling. Art. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. I I'll have some original stuff there, but I I kind of wanted to put a little bit more focus on affordable art because I feel like art should be accessible. To whoever wants to enjoy it. And um, so I have like four by sixes and eight by tens prints available from from digital stuff that I've been doing and dabbling with. And then I'll have my easel there set up. So like I'll be doing some painting like mm-hmm. while I'm having some downtime because I imagine I'm not going to be very popular. I mean, I'm putting that out there in the universe. I don't really actually know what to expect if I'm honest. It's just I get really bored if I'm sitting down not doing anything and – I know the um, I'm gonna want to have to do something. Although at the same time, I always feel so weird. Like if there's a vendor, like I'm maybe this is just me and my social anxiety. But like if you're walking around in a market and like the vendor is just sitting there at the table looking at you and staring at you and hoping mm. that you're gonna come, um, it's a I'm like daunting. less likely to. Yeah, it's a little pre- little too much pressure for me. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm gonna like bring something to do, so I'm not like that vendor that is just hoping you catch my eyes and i'm locking you in to yeah, buying yeah. one of my prints <laughs> no that's a good idea and uh yeah i'm not just saying this because you're my best friend but i tj does some pretty darn amazing art so stop on down at the queen square market and say hello buy her things no, you stop you're just making me blush shut up so bashful but yeah no uh do that if you want to support us online and can't make it to the Queen Square Market, you can follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash moderatepod, and you can give us money there for the price of, uh, well, it's $15. Low, low price. Yeah, for the low, low price of 15 bucks, you can make our life beautiful. And we'll yeah, make your life beautiful. there's also lower prices, too. There are, there are. There's like a $9 and a $2 tier. And yeah. you know what? Everything everything helps out. And uh, even just liking and sharing this podcast, honestly. Yeah, that's true. So like and share. Click the follow button. Uh, tell your grandparents <laughs> about us. And yeah, maybe not. No, do it. Do maybe it. not the grandparents. No, they'll love this podcast. But um, with that, shall we crack on into it? Crack into it. Crack on in. Do you have a? I don't have anything to crack though. There's no drinks tonight because uh, I've we got, went way too hard this weekend. I've got my 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 meds bottle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here's a daily reminder that if you have things to take, then take them. Yeah. Exactly. If, you, if your serotonin needs to be taken in secondhand form, it's fine too. Yep. I, I'm gonna take a nice big old swig of orange juice, and that will kick us off. So. Ugh. That was very odd to watch. Delicious. Um, if I'm honest. Well, all right. Anyway. <laughs> I Well, since you've got a crazy wild short one, why don't you start us out today? Okay. All right. I will start us out. 
Um, first of all, I would like to open it up with a quick little discussion because that's that's how I roll here. That's how we do doing these things. Um, so, <laughs> all right, I'll give you a little bit of context for how I came up with wanting to know more about this particular thing that I want to talk about. Okay. We're, um, we're about to dive through know, 17 different doors and up a ladder or two, right? It may, no, that's not that bad. It's, okay. it's okay. a little, it's a little weavy, but it's fine. Right. Um, I was at my friend's house this weekend and she is a cat. And I actually, a lot of my friends have cats. Oh, I thought you said, and she is a cat. I was like, oh, that's very nice that you have a friend that's a cat. <laughs> No. Oh, I mean, yes, there are friends that are also cats, but they live with my their, the friends that I have also that are humans. <laughs> yes. Anyways, they like they have a cat, and um, you know, when you have a cat, they have to have a litter box, mm-hmm. obviously, or else you know you've trained them to shit in the toilet or something, which is absolutely <laughs> like Olympic level craziness. Yep. Um, and. As, like, most, most I guess, cat owners either put their litter boxes in, like, a room that they don't use or the bathroom or um, the basement or somewhere, like, out of the way. Mm-hmm. And this particular litter box was in the bathroom. And so I was peeing and thought to myself, <laughs> how, how do cats know... That like the litter box is where they need to go. I've also and kind wh- of wondered why, that. Why is it that it's like litter? Like why why is litter the way that it is? Like why is it not turf? Like you know what a dog would pee yeah, on yeah, or yeah. something like where like dogs just pee everywhere and and isn't it like, like two steps away from being like clay or something like that? What litter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get okay, into it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so no, I, I googled I, I, it. I'm curious. I googled it and I found some different things, but particularly, I guess I'll give you a background and context in like cats <laughs> and dogs. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Because you know how dogs, when they pee, like it's kind of like I don't want to say common knowledge, but oftentimes when they pee, they leave different chemicals in their pee, like scents mm-hmm. and, and, and stuff. And so most dogs, if they walk by a fire hydrant, for example, they'll stop and sniff it because a lot of other dogs have peed and marked their territory. Mm-hmm. And this is like to communicate with other dogs or whatever, but cats are different because cats don't want their scents to be traced. Mm-hmm. So they don't, they're, they're almost like, like innately programmed to not leave a trace or living not to be the, found living like the ambush predators yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so naturally they want to bury their excrement okay and so here we go all right all right okay i'm with you they have a biological drive to cover their waste and this likely stems from the need to avoid detection by predators So masking their scent kind of allowed wildcats, like back in the day before we domesticated them. Mm. So literally, that's how they thrive in their environment. To literally? Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. And basically, when cats, I I don't know, like the specific, like backdated, I'm not an anthropologist, and Mm. I even know that's to do with humans, but like. Anthropology for animals. I'm not sure what that what that field is. What is that? Zoology. Is it is it zoology? I'm, not I'm talking really about like ancestral, sure. like not ancestral, but like ancient ancient biology hmm. for for animals. I, I have no idea. I don't know what that's called. I'm sure that it exists, but may, maybe that's what it's called. Ancient ethology of animals. Who who knows? I I don't know. Someone's way smarter than me probably knows. Anyways, so basically cats gravitated to burying their excrement in like sand areas or gravel or whatever because Mm -hmm. this often worked better to mask the scent versus something like if you peed on turf or peed on um, an open field or something, it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily going to like hide where you've been because people can smell it. Okay. 
So the granular consistency made it easier to bury their waste. And therefore... Granular consistency. When cats cats were uh, domesticated, they were brought indoors, and obviously they needed to pee or poo. Mm -hmm. And I think based off of like quick Google searches that never really went anywhere because I don't really think that. (laughs) I, I don't know if this has actually ever been like studied scientifically oh, before i'm, I'm it's like sure it a, has a pr for a litter box because that's where i got most of my information <laughs> was from freaking litterrobot.com yeah. um cats kind of generally used the bathroom like this like because right now like domesticated when you bring the cats in normally you have like either like i just it's a house cat and it doesn't go outside mm-hmm. um but back then i guess it, they were still like roaming around and doing their doing their business outdoors but when they came inside they used things like like granulated clay mm-hmm. as a litter box but it, like it looks like sh- like shale it almost looks like like rock like la- like actual rocks versus the really really small fine gravel sand stuff that we have and use as litter today okay so basically um this happened because it's an of an accidental invention, and I and I will. <laughs> I feel like, like read it I feel from, like from most their things are an accidental invention somehow. Yeah, well, yeah, true, true, serendipitous. Even the vaccine for what is it? I don't know. Vaccine. Oh my god, that's going to bother me. Vaccine for penicillin. No, it was a polio that was an accident. Oh, excuse me. It was discovered because he was looking at something else and he realized that it was like good for something. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, maybe sorry. Not. This is going to like anger <laughs> people who actually know. Well, you guys, you guys can shout it out to is. us in the comments. There's no comments, but you can shout at us in the discord. From yeah. Home. Just let me know. Cause this is a communal effort at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, I'll just read it. A happy accident ultimately paved the way for cats as mainstream indoor pets. In 1947, Michigan businessman Edward Lowe was trying to market granulated clay as a nesting material for chickens. Hmm. One cold January day, Lowe's neighbor, Kay Draper, stopped by to ask if he had any sand available to use as cat litter. She was tired of her cat tracking ashes all over the house. Instead, Lowe handed her a bag of granulated clay and promptly forgot about the exchange. (laughs) Two weeks later... Mrs. Draper showed up asking for more clay, and eventually so did her friends. Damn. The clay minerals were cat capable of absorbing their weight in water, working far better than sand or ashes. Lowe decided to package this and sell the product as kitty litter, and clay litter became a necessity for cat owners for the ensuing decades. Hmm. But out uh, but as all things destined for greatness must evolve, so did the cat litter box. And the nineteen eighties brought the about clumping litter. This new and improved type of litter heralded the next generation of um, feline bathroom etiquette, the self-cleaning litter box. Oh. Which is like, you know, what we're, I think this is why this is uh, the litter robot. This is why they're talking about like automatic self-cleaning litter boxes and stuff. They're they're just trying to sell them, aren't they? Yeah. This is just like the history, like how it, how we got from. Like sand to a robot cleaning your litter, um, <laughs> but basically, like the most important part that I wanted to highlight was the fact that it was an accident that clay litter is being used, I love and it. the reason why they do go pee in a little sand. Like obviously, you can train a cat, I guess, to to go to it or, or like show them where it is and stuff. But yeah. instinctually, cats are more like they they want to bury their litter, so they'll of course they'll go and do their not litter, sorry. They'll want to bury their their their, their business, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they'll want to go to somewhere that they can do that. And hmm. yeah, and also like I didn't really get into the weeds of it because you could go down so many different pathways of like pet, pet psychology <laughs> and stuff. But cats um, sometimes like, of course, if the litter box is full, mm-hmm. you've heard the stories time and time again of really angry pet owners being like, "Oh my fuck." My cat shit outside the litter box. What do I do? <laughs> and like, if you go away for a weekend or something, and you mm-hmm. have somebody looking at for looking for your cat, and then you come back, and then the cat just shits on your bed or like does whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. just like 
it's like you know they're out for blood because oh of course they want to be able to pee or poop in the in the litter box and they want to be able to hide their traces of whatever and the fact that they want to shit on your bed is like kind of like a bigger fuck you now that i know this information yeah so they're just doing it on purpose that makes total sense yeah it's kind of funny and then um they are clean like really really clean animals apparently so the reason why they would shit outside the litter box is like likely because your litter box is full and it's not like to their standard or mm-hmm, something. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, what a difference from like what Luna was would be like. My our dog is is just she's literally like I'll shit or pee anywhere in <laughs> the yard doesn't matter. Yeah. Although at the same time, like she's gotten into like the behavior of like peeing or pooping on the perimeter versus like in, right in the middle of the yard because she likes to play there so much. Oh, well, that's good. So like she'll she go to places that she's, yeah. What a, what a clever girl. What a clever little girl. So, but don't, yeah, don't it, like, don't male cats like to assert dominance pee all over everything? Isn't that like... Yeah, I think that I've heard of that too. Like I think a male cat, especially like when they're fixing to, to, to have relations with with. Fixing to bone down. Sure. (laughs) And um, I feel like, yeah, they definitely do leave their excrement places, especially when they're pissed, too, I guess, because Mm. they're just like walking around all all alpha-like and being like, screw you. Also, if anybody actually studies cat behavior or like domesticated animal behavior and they like want to chime in on this, feel free because I am getting all of my information from a cat litter a litterrobot.com and Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't uh I don't know too much about cats. I'm I like cats. I like a couple cats. Uh, I'm not a huge huge cat fan, but No, I know. And I never really like pictured myself as being a cat person and i think i'd still have to like warm up to the idea of if we ever wanted to get a cat but mm-hmm. i think that the cats that i know right now like all of them are really really nice it's, except for like a few that i know that like are super super like um oh my god what is the word mean like, very no it's not even mean it's just like unpredictable that's oh, the word yeah, where yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know you could be like patting them on the head and then all of a sudden they're like nope fuck you i'm gonna claw you yeah. or like try to bite you and you're like whoa okay like well if i, I guess knew what I'll your boundaries were myself. i wouldn't do it <laughs> yeah my yeah. my uh my girlfriend's cat kitty is very sweet i like kitty she's the sweetest she's so sweet <laughs> She's a little goose. goose. That's what I mean. So, like, I never really thought of myself as, like, a cat person, but a lot of my friends have, like, really, really nice cats. Mm. I'm just, I'm, like, very, very slightly allergic to cats. They make my eyes itch and stuff like that. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's tough. Yeah, it's it's not easy being green, you know? It's not easy being a literal cat. No, that wasn't very good. I already made that joke. I can't do it twice. Well, you could have. It just wasn't really executed well. Yeah, well, you know what they say. <laughs> the best executions are... I, I don't know if that... No, I'm making... Uh, Dude, you're really you know what? digging a hole, I guess. I'm putting on my glasses because... Uh, execution sort of leads to my topic. Okay. And also digging Let's a hole... Let's hope it's better like, than your jokes. ...like the cats for their, for their shit. <laughs> Okay, anyway, we're going to stop that. Um, Bury it like they would their poop. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, (laughs) this is... uh, I'm I'm bringing to you a case today. A what? A case. A, uh, as far as I know, an unsolved... Richard, am I going to get scared? I swear to God. No, this isn't scary. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. This is this is a uh, like a potential. Well, not potential. It is a murder case, but this is fucking terrifying, my guy. No, no, oh no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, so, have you ever heard of the Summerton Man or Tamam Should? No, never. Okay, never. Well, it's known it's known widely as the Tamam Should case, but as always, I'm doing clever titles, and this one actually came from Kaya, so I can't. Uh, I can't claim credit on this one, but more like Thanks, Kaya. more like Tamam shouldn't. Oh, get it? Tam- I- Tamam should more like Tamam. Sh- anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dive into it. <clears throat> 
I can't handle you tonight. I I can't either. It's fine. All right. I know in the past I've said I don't feel like this is the right podcast to do true crime because I don't think I'm willing to go to the necessary depths to uh, to do these horrendous stories and the people involved justice. But today I'm going to stick my little toes into the into the world of true crime. It's just dipping a little dipping a little piggies put in there. Put your piggly wigglies put, in there. Put, yeah. Putting the little piggies in there. So, today I'm going to be covering a true crime story, which is far more of a mystery that seems to still be unsolved to this day, 75 years later. So we're 75. 75. And before I begin, I would like to state for people listening that uh, like to do like research and look this stuff up. Um, um, this is this is a case that you can see like pretty much all the details. Including, like, the body of the deceased, so if you are going Googling and you're very, uh, like, squeamish and stuff, yeah. just just be careful, you know, that's, that's about your one warning. This isn't a particularly gruesome case or anything like that, so this is... Okay, good. I don't, I don't feel the need to put trigger warnings in or anything, but, uh, yeah, just... Just be careful with your Googling, because there are pictures of, uh, of the deceased, so... But without further ado, good sweet listeners, I bring you the strange and mysterious case of the Somerton Man, a.k.a. Tamam Should. You ready? Yeah, I think so. All right. Maybe I should... Wait, wait, wait. Maybe I sh- I'm going to... I'm going to sit down better than this. One sec. Let me... Oh, okay. She's, uh, she's completely rearranging herself. Yeah, because I don't... I don't... I, w- I want to be comfortable if it's scary. It's not. It's not scary. It, okay. It's weird, but it's not scary. Mm-hmm. All right, we're we're going. We begin this story on November thirtieth, nineteen forty-eight, in Somerton Beach, Australia, which is in Adelaide, uh, so the middle of like the southeastern Australia. Even wait, t- what's that show that we liked? That is is this in Adelaide? What? That remember that show? Which show? With the guy that I really like. He's so cute, a little frog on his head. Oh no no no! That's uh, that's that's. <laughs> it may as well be Australia. That's over the garden wall. But that's uh. Oh yeah, there is a character named Adelaide. Oh, it's the character, not the yep. place. Okay, Adelaide, right, because right. right, they say we're going to Adelaide. We're going to yeah. Adelaide's house today to Adelaide. Uh, okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, so Adelaide, it's in southeastern Australia, and even to this day, the case still stands out as quote one of Australia's most profound mysteries end quote. But we shall begin with the first events of the case on the evening of November thirtieth, a lovely Australian summer eve by all accounts, until a body was found on Somerton Beach. Dun dun dun. Even from the get go, however, this body would be anything but usual. Let's, what? Yeah, I don't know. Let's describe what was found on December 1st of that year. So this was like the following day or maybe two days after. I don't remember if there's 31 or 30 days in November, but we're just going to say it was the next day. On the beach of Suburton Park, a body was found lying in the sand across from, and this is this is the name of it, uh, the Crippled Children's Hospital. <laughs> yes, that's that's the actual oh, name. It's not just me saying it. That's, that's, that's what it's called. Um... He was found lying. Yeah, a little bit, but it was 1948, so. Right, yes. Everything was bad taste. Everything was bad. Um, So, yeah, he was found lying with his back against the seawall in a relaxed lounging pose. His legs were extended and his feet were crossed. So, if you want to, if you really want to make yourself comfortable at home, you can, you can sit like that and listen to what I have to say. Shivers down my spine. No, thank you. Move on. Oh, my. Okay. (laughs) I will not be doing that. All right. In addition, he was wearing a blazer, dress shirt, tie, dress pants, and dress shoes. But what exactly makes this death so strange, I hear you ask, TJ? Several things. Yeah, what makes his death so strange, TJ? You aren't supposed to say your name. Anyway, (laughs) several things. And even more so upon further investigation, which we will get into in a moment. But the main draw and strangest fact of the entire case is that the body remains unidentified even to this day. Which is... Mob. Mob hit. Well, maybe. Maybe. 
we'll we'll get a little further into this and i would like your opinion on what you think happened muppet so let's get into it the small sleepy beach town of australia known as summerton was experiencing an all-around normal day on November 30th, 1948. I can't speak to that for certain. Maybe it was a strange day for some people, but for the story's sake, we're just uh, saying that it was. Two witnesses that came forward afterwards stated that around 7 p.m. on their walk home, they saw a man slumped against the seawall with an uh, who extended his right arm upwards and then let it fall. They believed the man to be drunk and just continued home. Uh, about half an hour later, a second set of witnesses claimed to see the man slumped against the seawall, but saw no movement and apparently even joked that the man looked like he was dead. But little did they know, he actually was. So, bad, bad taste. Bad taste all around. The next morning, around 6.30, two horse riders on the beach found the body, as well as one of the first witnesses who was going for a swim. And by first witnesses, I mean, like, one of the couple from the day before uh, was going mm, was going okay. for a swim and was like, oh, that dude's still there. That's not ideal. So, so they all... Maybe we uh, should check on him. Yeah, so the three of them, like, pretty quickly realized he was dead, notified authorities, and they came and took over the case. So, the authorities' findings would only go on to create further mystery and more questions. Even though there's... We'll just get into it. To begin with, the body was immediately, immediately and very noticeably, very well built. uh, Like an athlete with musculature visible through his dress shirt. He was clean-shaven and wore a suit and tie, as well as dress shoes. An unlit cigarette sat on his coat pocket, and the examination of his pockets produced an unused train ticket, a used bus ticket, an aluminum comb, and a half-eaten pack of Juicy Fruit. Oh. Mm. Do you eat Juicy Fruit? Do I? No. Like, well, do you like, eat it or do you chew it? Yeah, I guess it would be like unchewed pack whatever it was a half empty pack of juicy fruit there okay i'm just being an (laughs) asshole um so two of the things in this case bring up a unique problem immediately because aluminum combs were only used and manufactured in america at this time and juicy fruit bubblegum was not a fashionable or favorable item for adults in australia whereas in america it was for everyone and like adults and kids chewed it but in australia that just wasn't a thing you would be you would be laughed at you'd be made fun of um, did he have any hair the man yeah yeah he had hair which okay it just doesn't play much of a role in this but he he had like, right but like you hmm? i was just wondering what the comb was doing you know oh well yeah it was definitely for his hair oh you know he, he or was it well I, he could have been combing the beach Uh, (laughs) Um, that was a terrible in addition he also had a quarter full box of matches and a pack of army club cigarettes but the cigarettes inside were actually a different brand and not army club so like not not totally out of the ordinary with that it could have just been like you know someone gave him some cigarettes and he tossed them in his box whatever um that's what she said okay don't You know what? This is a PSA to everyone at home. Don't toss cigarettes in your box, ladies. That's not healthy. (laughs) Not healthy, not hygienic. (laughs) Don't toss other cigarettes in your box. Exactly. Don't toss... Yeah. Okay, move on. No. Sorry. All right. (laughs) So the mystery continues. As... uh, uh, Oh, I hear hear the sirens outside. Maybe they've come for the Summerton man. Anyway, uh, the mystery continues as he, like was pretty quickly unidentified, and no one seemed to recognize him, obviously, because he's unidentified. Additionally, he had no dental or fingerprint records on file, seemingly anywhere. Like, they checked with the American Embassy and stuff, and there was nothing on file for this guy. Uh, He had no ID of any kind and had no wallet on his person. And finally, all of the labels and tags from his clothing were, were cut out. So... A veritable ghost, if you will. Yeah, but maybe he was just really sensitive he, to the to the tags. He could he could have been very sensitive to the tags. That's a that's a unique look. So maybe yeah, maybe he was just really sensitive and likely had to have them removed. And 
didn't like didn't, you know didn't like it tingling on his old backsy yeah on his, on his back and it's and, it, yeah i guess it's possible so a description of the man from the later autopsy stated that he was a white caucasian male around 45 years old and possibly of english descent uh, he was described as having a dancer's body, especially because of his strange toe formation, with the big toe pointing inwards as if from ballet. So, like, if you wear those ballet shoes that have the block at the mm-hmm. bottom, destroys your, yeah, it destroys your toes. And so his his big toes on both feet were pointing inwards, like literally bent from potentially dancing shoes. Um <laughs> As well, his calf muscles also sat very high on his legs, as if he spent ample time on either tiptoes or high heels. So Interesting. Yeah. Additionally, he had two very rare genetic conditions. The first being that the upper ear canal, a.k.a. the Simba, is much larger than the lower canal, a.k.a. the cavum. A normal ear would typically have a larger cavum than a Simba. Uh... This is a trait shared by less than 1% of the population. But but what's more, the Somerton man also had a very rare dental trait known as hypodontia, in which both lateral incisors are not present. Uh, This trait is also only found in about 2% of the population. So the two traits together are incredibly rare and like don't add a ton to the story yet, but we will come back to this very shortly. Flipping the page. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, so what is hypodontia? So so you've got your 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 front two teeth, then you're missing the next two, and then you've got your canines. Or maybe you're missing your lateral incisors, whichever ones those are. Interesting. You might it might be the first four teeth, then nothing, then your canines. I don't know. Anyway, he's missing he's missing Interesting. Yeah, so he's missing missing some teeth. I'm readjusting to get comfortable. Okay. The next thing the autopsy identified was that the man had a spleen three times the size of a normal person, uh, which typically relates to liver problems, which uh, was also noted as well because he had like some pretty extensive liver damage. Um, That led to the belief that he may have been poisoned. However, no traces of poison could be found in his body. So we've got kind of a strange death. Weird to have a spleen that size. It could be natural or it could not be. Who's to say spleen helps fight uh, like bad shit in your blood and all that good stuff like the liver. Um, As stated earlier, no records existed this man. And for several weeks, his photo was broadcasted, but no one could identify him. Like no one had even seen this guy before. Uh, During this time, they discovered two things. The first was that the train station that he had a ticket for actually had a checked suitcase from the day before his death. So police uh, opened and inspected the suitcase, finding more clothing with the tags removed, a shaving kit, a pair of pants with sand in the cuffs, an electrician screwdriver, which I don't really know what that is. I think it's like insulated against being shocked or something like that. A table knife, which was mach- like machined down to a very sharp point, um, as well as a pair of scissors, which had also been machined to a point. So additionally, two zinc sheaths for the weapons. And finally, a stenciling brush, which was typically used uh, to like mark shipping cargo. I don't entirely know what a stenciling brush is, but I guess it it, it used on cargo. Probably, probably like a roller brush? Yeah, it could be a roller brush or something that would make sense. Wait, okay, so go over that again. What he had in his... his so he had a electrician's... Screwdriver. Yep, more clothes with the tags removed. Uh, yeah. A pair of pants with sand in the cuffs, which was odd. Um, a table knife and a pair of scissors that had both been like filed down to a very sharp point, and two zinc sheaths for it, and the stenciling brush. Uh, they were able to match the suitcase to the Somerton man's body uh, because there was also some sewing thread and like a needle found in the in it that mm. the same. Um, uh, string was found uh, for like had had been used to sew his buttons and stuff on his coat or like to mend his buttons or whatever so it was the exact same string on both the body and in the suitcase next in the fob pocket of the man which is like 
I think that's like a, a weird little watch pocket on your pants, I think. Okay. I don't I don't actually know. Uh, they found a small rolled up piece of paper with the words Tamam Should, T-A-M-A-M space S-H-U-D. Machine printed, which in Farsi means is over or is finished. So this could be like, maybe that's a weird little suicide note or something. Maybe it's like, you know, that, that sounds like... That sounds kind of like what that would be, right? Like a little, hey, it's all done. But you also usually want... Where's, where's Farsi? Uh, I- Iran. Iranian. Okay. Uh, so people quickly realized that Tamam Shud was actually the final line in a book called the Rubaiyat of Oman Kayam, I think is how you pronounce it. Oman Kayam. Omar Kayam, I'm sorry. That's, yeah. Um which is a book of Persian poetry, which was incredibly popular at the time and considered very trendy. Uh, so in the several weeks like period after the Somerton man's body had been discovered, a man came forward with a copy of the Rubaiyat, which he claimed he found in his car, which he shared with his brother-in-law. It actually turned out that this was the exact copy of the Rubaiyat that the Somerton man had taken out the words to mom should from, uh, as indicated by a paper specialist. So like... These these two dudes share a car and probably just found a book in there and maybe just assumed it was like the other one's cars or the other one's book or something like that. And then they started hearing about this case and they came forward and were like, holy shit, that's actually his book. Why the fuck is that in our car? Um, and so the, this isn't really like a much of a concern to the case or anything like that, but the dude who came forward and brought the book has remained anonymous even to this day, like, no one knows who the fuck it is, which is sort of strange. Yeah. I don't think it That's... really adds anything to it, because back then, if you weren't, like, a suspect in the case, you just could just be like, hey, I don't actually want my name in anything, please. Interesting. Yeah, so so that's a thing. It's um, not like his brother, is it? And, well, I don't know. I don't think the brother-in-law ever had any suspicion or anything like that like I, I literally don't know anything about these two guys it was just a car they shared and yeah so markings were found on the back of the book as if someone had put like a piece of paper on the back basically and we're taking notes or something like that and you know how it kind of leaves little mm-hmm. indents so they did a they did a quick pencil etching and were able to find exactly what was on there uh, which seemed to be several lines of what appeared to be a code with one line scratched out and a telephone number so the phone number actually led to a woman who lived about 400 meters from where the body was found. So that, Ooh. yeah, slightly incriminating. Uh, but when she was brought in for questioning, she denied any knowledge of the man, though did admit to having given a gift of the Rubaiyat to a soldier named Alf Boxall. Uh, it seemed that, like, that may be who this was, so they started checking the records and stuff. Uh, until they realized that Boxall was still alive and well, uh, and still actually in possession of his copy of the Rubaiyat. So that was just like a weird little coincidence that didn't actually end up going anywhere. Um, in a further interview, yeah. So in a further interview with the woman who, like, to the public was known as Justin, as she demanded her name be removed from pr- police records of the case. So another person that's like, you know, had and, and don't want to be involved. Yeah, and she had anonymity for a very, very long time. I think her actual name came to light in the case later on, because well, we'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, uh, during an interview, police showed Justin like they, they they took a plaster bust, like a plaster molding of this guy, so that they could look back on it later. Um, and do 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 do. Where was I here? Oh, and she allegedly, like, nearly fainted when looking at it, uh, and then started refusing to look at it and refusing to talk about it. Uh, however, no evidence besides the phone number was able to, con- like, connect her to the case, and she was dropped as a suspect. Then she obviously knew him. She may have, she may not. Maybe she was just, like, super weird and jiggy around uh, things of a dead body, I guess. But also, like, yeah, that, that seems pretty obvious that she may have known him. Uh, so what the hell is all this? My own initial reaction is that it was possibly, like, maybe an American spy or something like that. Like, taking the labels out and secret codes and, like, uh, weapons in his suitcase and stuff. That feels kind of like spy stuff, maybe. 
Um, and like he may have been killed or had his identity blown and killed himself because of it. Or like, was this a strange love story between the Somerton man and Justin? There's evidence for both situations, but nothing solid enough to confirm anything. So, uh, so the evidence with Justin comes from like her having a child a year before the Somerton man uh, died, and he like this this kid shared the exact same genetic conditions as the Somerton man. So like the the ear canal thing and the 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 teeth so like that's as that's such a rare thing to begin with that that's fairly compelling evidence um yeah additionally the son robin was his name was also proficient in ballet as he grew up which is like that that's really not you know it's not a born trait it's just very strange because he also had very strong high up calf muscles um like the summerton man so Justin seems to have packed up and moved every time the Somerton man was brought up in like TV or news or anything like in the later stages of her life. Like if people started being like, hey, like your phone number was involved with that. She was like, oh, yeah, it was. That's so weird. Anyway, uh, I'm moving. So like, you know, that's that's kind of that's a little bit sus if you Janky. ask me. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so several attempts to ID the Somerton man with his DNA have come up uh, with inconclusive results. However, the most recent ID attempt came in 2022, which places him as a man named Carl Charles Webb, who was an electrician, like engineer and instrument maker, born in Melbourne in 1905. There is no way to prove if this is him or if it was him, but that was like apparently what I like they were able to pull hairs off the the bust they took of him actually and so this woman just justin her son robin had a daughter and robin put the daughter up for adoption pretty quickly because he was like a pretty famous dancer and couldn't have a daughter or like a kid while he was in shows and stuff like that so the daughter grew up not knowing any of this stuff and apparently they identified her as the granddaughter of this Justin person and a professor who had like taken a huge interest in the case and gotten like his students to do research into the case met up with her and was asking her a whole bunch of questions. And apparently at the end of the interview actually proposed to her and she said yes. And they got married. What? Yeah. So like, that's pretty fucking whack i don't know maybe true love does exist or love at first sight or anything but there was also a police officer who used to work with the professor who was like oh that's pretty fucking weird i bet he's just trying to get dna evidence like get access to her dna to do it and sure enough he did get dna evidence and i believe they exhumed the body like fairly recently maybe that was in 2022 or something like that and did the dna search but like again still nothing conclusive as far as i know um but back to like the strange code very quickly uh it's never been cracked because it's likely that the like it was a book cipher which means that you need the exact copy of the book that it was taken from to because that'll be like on page this you have to go down to line this and use this letter whatever whatever um however due to like old police standards the book was destroyed uh which isn't like that that, that's not a strange thing that was just part of the police records if there was something they believed wouldn't be useful evidence it it was destroyed destroyed but would like that seems wow very odd to me um so yeah and like so many different copies and styles of the rubaiyat exist that's impossible to rematch to any different one so the code's never been broken so where do we sit is there an answer what happened and what is the code? So, like... That's insane. Yeah, so this guy still to this day is not identified. There were some other things later that came out that, like, maybe this was an American spy. There was a there was a big scandal that happened in uh, Australia with the Russian embassy where, like, a bunch of secrets were leaked out. I think it was in 1950. And it was hugely embarrassing for Australia. And a whole bunch of people surprisingly wound up dead afterwards so they were like maybe this guy had something to do with that but it was two years later so maybe not uh there were reports of a mysterious man who like supposedly had been seen with this guy back when he was alive and the mysterious man was like 
in a hotel that they checked up on and checked his bags somehow or something. And there was just a giant needle in the the case. But like, I don't know if that was ever proven or if that was all just hearsay and stuff. So just a very like strange case. It could have been just that like, you know, this guy didn't like clothing tags. They itched him and he like, I don't know, maybe had an affair with this woman or something like that. And she had something to do with him dying and, like, who knows? That's insane. Yeah. Like, I, that's wild. Yeah, so that's... Well, like, uh, I've watched a lot of Bones, and I've watched a lot of Castles, so, like, I feel like my first thing, and this is not coming from somebody who's experienced in any way, shape, or form with any type of mystery thing, like, it's just <laughs> my toxic trait thinking that I could probably solve this right now. Let's do I it. I can't. Let's do it. It's been um, 75 years. You'd, you'd go straight to the to the things that were in the bag because like it's weird to me that there were two things that were sharpened to a point right like did he need weapons and it was weird that they also had like zinc sheaths or whatever that like what does that even mean what is a zinc sheath well uh, zinc is just a metal it's like an easy to like it's a pretty bendable easy to use metal but like a sheath for a knife, that makes sense, right? Like a case for a knife, but it's weird yeah. to have it for a pair of scissors. Unless unless maybe. Right. Because like maybe maybe this dude was just an electrician and those were some tools that he used to like cut wires or something like that. Um But yeah. Um the it does very much like seem that he came from America. I remember reading somewhere, because I remember I mentioned there were a pair of pants in his suitcase with uh, some sand in the cuffs. Yeah. I think, I may be wrong on this, but I believe I heard that the sand was actually identified as from a beach in America, which is also strange. But Which, like, okay, if you think about it, um, it kind of makes a little sense, because if... Just say, for example, this person was, say, the the soldier mm-hmm. that Justin was, like, that gave, that Justin gave that book to mm-hmm. and ended up, you know, being, like, just there on an occasion of, like, visiting or whatever. They fell in love. They have a kid. And then, like, whatever he was into in terms of, like, the military he might have known something or saw something you have no idea and then could be completely erased at the drop of a hat but still exist because they can cover it up and be like okay well the fact that that guy the name that they traced back to that guy that he was still alive Mm -hmm. it could be box like a cover-up So, yeah, so, so the person so wait, still are, alive. Are you are you saying that like the the soldier Somebody, may have killed him? No, I'm saying that the soldier was the guy that was like like the, the guy that was in love. Maybe he like probably saw too much of of something, or somebody else higher up needed needed to disappear mm. and assume like another identity, which is his identity. So he's the one that ends up dying while this other person do you know what I mean? I, I think I think I see what you're getting at there. I don't yeah, I don't so know like if it some, works, somebody, but it might. Like just say for example, like a spy or something that was like doing something that they like super high level fucked shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have like you have them needing to disappear for whatever reason. They kill somebody and take their identity. Mm. I see what you're saying. It, it's so that's it's possible. My, that's my thought. Where it's like, okay, well, this likely is the situation where, like, why would he have tools sharpened to a point? Mm-hmm. He likely knew that somebody was coming after him or needing, like, needed a weapon of some description, but was not able to have it. So the fact that this is this is why my head is like maybe because the girl couldn't look at the bust of the guy. She's like, that is the guy that I'm in love with. Mm-hmm but I can't say anything because they're going to kill me. And she knew that she was pregnant. And so she was just like, okay, I'm not going to have to say anything because if I say anything, mm-hmm. then I'm going to have, well, she, she, she had the, she had the kid me. a year before this, uh, year before, before sorry. Dead. Yes. Yes. So if they knew that, 
It's possible. Then they would have killed the kid too. Yeah, and like maybe maybe it wasn't her choice to pack up and move or something like that. Maybe that's they were, the thing. Maybe they were telling. It's just very strange because like she she lived there and like no one had ever seen this guy before. You know what I mean? Like the people. Yeah, which is why I'm thinking like it was like a soldier that came in and they were like hot and bothered and then blah blah blah. But he was probably like like CIA. I don't know what mm-hmm. they do, but like you know what I mean? Like you know, like very very high up there. Like yeah. even if you an illicit even if, like, a love affair. Government. Yeah, if a corrupted government structure thing happened and you were you overheard a conversation you weren't supposed to, then you were just gotten rid of instead of like, you know, there's no union for those types of, <laughs> of lucrative jobs. Like you can't yeah. just. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And may- maybe that is what it is. Who like there's unfortunately to say, but that's what my thought is a way to tell. But like my thought is like somebody needed to disappear and he was the unlucky fucker that needed needed to go and so that's why they were like oh this guy is traced back to this identity but that guy's still alive weird okay yeah next and like i i I really don't know if any of the other things like the juicy fruit and the comb like that stuff he was clearly in america at some point um if the carl weathers i think that was the name turns out to be like that was the actual truth then who knows because they said that that guy was born in melbourne but that doesn't mean he couldn't have traveled to uh, to America or anything like that. So it's just, yeah, it's all very. What I it's all very. Strange. What I don't understand is um, <laughs> is that if nobody's seen him before, yeah, yeah, weird. If nobody's seen him before mm-hmm. and he shows up on a beach, yeah. And, like, a bunch of stories came forward afterwards, and a bunch of people were like, oh, yeah, no, I saw what happened, and I saw a man carry him there and put him there. Which, there, there is a little small piece of evidence that I forgot to mention, but his shoes were, like, so well polished that they looked like they had never actually even been walked in before, especially on a mm. beach. Like, there would be sand in the bottom of the shoes and stuff like that, and there was nothing. They were... They were spotless on the beach, basically. So maybe someone did pick up and put him there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's very, it's all very strange. And there's no, there's probably never going to be any answers because it's been 75 years and very hard to get anything back. So yeah, I'm going with the theory that somebody needed to die. I, or by die, I mean like needed to disappear immediately. Yep. And he was the one that they killed to take the identity. Yeah, it's it's very possible. Or maybe, like, he just fucked up somehow and he needed to be taken care of. Who knows? Because, like... See, maybe maybe yeah. he was a spy and they found out that he'd had a kid with this woman. And, and they were like, whoa, suddenly that gives you ways that you can be traced. You're fucking done, buddy. Dead. Yeah, but then they would have killed the kid, too. Would they? Yeah. Why would they kill the kid? Because that's the lineage, like, they would, they would em- eliminate all traceable. Why wouldn't they kill Justin or whatever then? They probably would. They would just, yeah, they would just eliminate all of them instead of just eliminating him. Maybe. Because my thought is, like, I feel, they probably didn't even know. I feel like that they would do it. I feel like it. they would do it secretly, though. You know what I mean? I feel like they wouldn't just leave a body out there for people. I feel like they'd, you know, like, toss him in a Okay, oil yeah, drum let's or think about that. Let's think about that. The re like why they wanted, yeah, to have a body posed like that in the middle of a beach. They somebody wanted them to find him. Yeah, or like maybe maybe something. Or it was a sign. Yeah, maybe something crazy mundane happened, and like I don't know, maybe he did get maybe he did get super drunk or something like that and fell down a flight of stairs and had a heart attack and someone found him and was like oh there you go buddy you'll be fine up against this seawall see you later i don't think it's something like that or maybe he was like a traveling dancer and had an illicit love affair with this woman and was threatened by the mob that like i, I don't know i don't know there's a million different possibilities i think that the dancer the dancer situation i don't know that's the one thing that i don't understand either because like when you think about how a story works it's like why why else would somebody have really fucked up toes mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was the fucked and up toes, the high calf muscles. He like dude was high calf dude muscles. was jacked as well. Like, but not not like a bodybuilder or anything. He was like a, a dancer's body. You know what I mean? But is there any other professions that you can think of where people are on their toes besides for dancing? Um, I read that one of the other things that can get your feet like that is if you like are a competitive swimmer or something like that, or maybe maybe it was a diver. It was something like that, mm. but all right. I think that might be more with the high calves than the toes, but that's interesting, though. An interesting point because if they are a diver, mm. like that could be tied in with the soldier part. It could be. There, there was no record of him being a soldier. Just, just for the record of who the the like the deceased the body. No, but she gave a book to a soldier who they found. That dude was alive. Yeah. Yeah, but if it Yeah, but if that's that's the <laughs> fake one. Do you know what I mean? Like if that's if that's the pseudo guy. It could be. It could be. Who's to say? But yeah, that's uh that's my version of the Summerton man. There's like this is a case that has been studied like crazy. Um, so if you want to read more on it, like, feel free. All of the details are out there online and like- Maybe. Maybe. They were best friends. Who? This soldier and this other guy who's also a soldier. Okay. And this guy really got into some, like, bad, bad news. Yep. And killed his best friend. Okay. But the girl couldn't say anything because he was her brother. Whoa. No. Who is the brother? The best friend, which is now the guy that she gave the book to. Well, I I believe that the two of them had a sexual relationship, like her and the soldier. Yeah. Yeah, they might have. Yeah. The her and the soldier guy. But when her be- when the best friend killed him. And, and assumed his identity. I don't know. I think, uh, man, I think that's that's plausible. It's it's, it's the best friend killed because how else would he know anything about anything and be like, okay, but then why would she want to protect the identity of the guy that just well, stole the identity? See, of her like lover? the sol- the soldier didn't because didn't he- know anything about this. He didn't even know that this was a crime or anything like that. He was like, yeah, people can lie, Richard. Of course they can lie, but like. I think they told him about him, and he was like, I literally have never heard of that before. Which, again, like, could be lying. But A lie. Yeah. There's, there's definitely more research that can be done into this topic, and I suggest people, if they want more, and to try and find answers, like, who knows? Maybe you will be the one to crack the case. Um, yeah. No, I just, I just like guessing I don't. movie endings before they happen. Yeah. So this is kind of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's that for you. That's kind of fun. I like these. Yeah, it's it's a shame and like again, this is this is a real story of someone who died. So like it's yeah, true, right, it's, right, yeah. It's, be empathetic. Be, be be empathetic, but also it is fun to try and find answers to things that seemingly don't have one. And with that, it's just a puzzle. It's a puzzle. Everything's a puzzle. It's a psychological puzzle, it's and a, you put it all together, and it has to make sense somewhere it, because psychologically, things make sense. It makes some sense somewhere to somebody. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. We should probably call it there because this episode has been over an hour now. So. Well, you're welcome, listeners. Thank you for listening, listeners. Yeah, I have to to say that I thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, If you've been listening this far, though, um, I'll give you a cute little cute little fact oh well, give them a give them a cute little fact everyone loves a little cute little fact wait what do you want a fact on can you tell me something give me a word and then i'll try to make a fact about it i would like a fact on apples please um okay everyone probably already knows this but apple seeds have cyanide in them and if you eat too much you'll probably won't die but i didn't know that they had cyanide in them yeah they have cyanide damn dude well don't eat apple seeds you know 
Yeah, just plant them because it's May. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that was very that's sweet. a fact. Thank you so much for listening. So, like, literally, like, like, honestly, like, honestly, so much. Like, thank you. <laughs> and yeah. I love you so much. <laughs> make sure that, uh, make sure you share the podcast with people. And again, if you do want more, there's patreon.com slash moderate pod where record a silly little, silly little, silly little thing silly in a minute. Side, side thing. I have yeah. a, uh, and- I have a topic to bring to it. I just have to find it. Um, Man resurrects childhood, uh, childhood imaginary friend using AI. Then it tried to murder him. So we're going to be, you know, that's a pretty fun one. I hate that. I hate that so much. Um, Anyways, follow our Instagram account. It's moderately mediocre podcast. And um, if you have anything that you want to share, feel free to message us and we'll add you to the Discord channel. Um, also, I just want to say that uh, we like doing this and we wouldn't really <laughs> be here without you guys. So, um, yeah, please please let others know about us. And if if you want to, give us a review yeah. on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever streaming platform you use. Because, like, that's really cute and nice. And we read, literally. Unless, unless it's a bad review, then then it makes. Well, if it's a bad it review, just let me know sad. how I can do better. Yeah, okay? yeah. Give us constructive criticism. That's all. <laughs> and like, remember that everything you read on the internet is not true. And uh, do your own research before formulating an opinion. That's all I gotta say. Because I haven't said that in a long time, and uh, I think it's I think it should be said today. I think it's apt. Okay. All right. Well, we're, that's it from us. Yeah, we're heading over. Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. Have a great, moderately mediocre Monday. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye.